Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Today, we're going to talk draft strategy. So we're going to talk to, about the difference between run-first teams and pass-first teams and what kind of players you should be focusing on when you're looking at the draft board. Likewise, we're going to talk about reliability and consistency among players and how that also impacts who you should focus on depending on the type of league you are in. So stay tuned for that. Here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship, Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast coming at you from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I just want to say that I appreciate every single one of you that watches my videos, and I hope I'm giving you some good information to really help you out this fantasy season. And if you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe this video. Um, I would very much appreciate it, and uh, I want to help you have your best fantasy season yet. I want to help you win some championships, and we're going to start with the draft. For me, the draft is the most important part of the fantasy season. Um, I consider success in fantasy football is 50% the draft, 30% managing your team during the season, and then 20% good old-fashioned luck. So we're going to try to maximize the effectiveness of the draft and help you win it. Um, you can go to my website, fantasyfootballmaverick.com, and we're going to talk a little bit about my app, My Perfect Fantasy Draft, which is really going to help you on making those critical draft day decisions. It's going to help you set up a fully customized draft list in just a couple of minutes. It's going to break the list down round by round, depending on the size of your league and your draft position. So I invite you to check it out today. Thank you very much for letting me plug that. So, um... What I want to talk about today is uh, fantasy football is a funny animal. Um, there's all these different ways to play fantasy football. You know, you've got your traditional season-long redraft leagues. You've got dynasty and keeper leagues. You also have daily fantasy. You've got these little offshoots, things like best ball and, and um, guillotine leagues. Um, all have... And all of them basically operate under the same rules, you know, as far as how your players score points, how you win your games... It's all basically the same, uh, but the funny thing is, is that even though they're all basically work the same, uh, you need to focus on different kinds of players depending on what kind of league that you're in, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, I, I already talked about my app, My Perfect Fantasy Draft, and, and uh, I have what's called the VORC score, which stands for Value, Outlook, Reliability, and Consistency. It's how I rate my players. And today we're going to talk about the reliability and consistency part of that VORC score. And so for me, you know, reliability is a, a measure of how are they able to stay on the field, right? Your player doesn't do you any good if he's sitting on your bench injured. You want guys that are durable, that can last an entire season. It's a, it's a tough, long season. You want guys that are tough enough that can do it. Um, reliability measures that, and basically um, it rates them either high, medium, or low reliability, and it's all dependent on how many games they've missed over the prior two seasons. So uh, if they've missed an average of less than two games uh, over the previous two seasons, for me, that's a high reliability player. That's a guy you want to focus on. Um, but low reliability players are players that have missed an average of four or more games over the past two seasons. So that's kind of how I rate them there. Uh, then uh, consistency uh, is a measure of basically how much do you trust that player on a week-to-week -week basis. It's a measure of the variance in their usage. And for me, in fantasy football, the worst kind of player 
for season-long leagues is the player that gets 12 touches one week or 12 targets one week and two targets the next, right? That guy is fantasy suicide. It, it just, he destroys your team. You want to stay away from players like that. I'm going to give you an example, Amari Cooper. Okay. That's a guy that is terrible for season long fantasy, just because he is so inconsistent in his production. Um, and anyway, what what the app does is it calculates the variance in their usage during the course of the season, and then uh, it puts them into percentiles. So if they are in the top 10% for consistent play during the prior season, they would get a 10. If they're in the, the 90th percentile, they would get a 9. Or 80th percentile, they'd get an 8. Okay, so it goes like that. And um, they're only measured against players of the same type. So all running backs are measured against each other. All the wide receivers are measured against each other. All the tight ends are measured against each other. So um, that allows you to effectively compare running backs to running backs or wide receivers to other wide receivers as far as how consistent they are. Um, One important thing to note is that generally volume tends to create consistency. High-volume players tend to be more consistent than low-volume players. Now, it's it's not all the, always the case. There are always high-volume, low-consistency—low? <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> high-volume, low-consistency players uh, like Amari Cooper, okay? But there's also low-volume and high-consistency players like um, Stefan Dix. That's an example, okay? So— uh, but but generally, volume is your friend. The more volume you get, the more consistent that player will typically be. Um, now, in the league, there's two types of teams that I want, two types of offenses that I want to talk about. And, and the first is the run-first teams. And as an example, these are teams like the Baltimore Ravens or the Tennessee Titans. Okay, they're built around the run game. Uh, they usually have a mobile quarterback, although that's not a requirement, but it's it certainly is a a determinant as to if they're going to be a run first team. Um, and they don't throw the ball a lot. And, and, and you will see that these kind of teams tend to throw the ball less than 500 times on an average season. And so that directly impacts the receivers that are on those teams. Now, on the other end of the spectrum are the pass first teams. And these are the teams that are typically over 600 pass attempts uh, in a given season. And these teams, uh, examples would be like the Atlanta Falcons or the LA Rams from last year. Um, they're, must, they're much less reliant on the ground game and they generate a huge amount of passing volume, which is very good for the receivers on those teams. Uh, I also noticed that bad teams tend to become pass first teams over the course of the season as they are always struggling to catch up always playing from behind, and so they have to pass the ball a lot. So you see teams, uh, bad teams, like the Carolina Panthers or um, uh, the, um, um, why am I drawing them? Like, oh, the Cincinnati Bengals, right? That's another team that was a high-volume passing team last year just because of what was happening on with that. So with these two different factors, consistency and reliability, we can set up a chart. And we can divide that chart into four quadrants. And that's what I want to talk about now. So um, in the top right corner of the chart, you're going to see quadrant one. That represents high reliability, high consistency players. 
Those are the golden players that you really want for your season-long fantasy team. Guys that have above-average consistency and above-average reliability are perfect for your season-long fantasy. Now, um, right below that is quadrant two, which is high reliability and low consistency players. Um, Now, these are typically where you would find players from low volume passing teams uh, because uh, they they could be very reliable uh, players you can count on. But um, since they don't catch a lot of balls or because there's just not a lot of pass volume, they can disappear in games. And so they tend to have lower consistency ratings. Uh, Now, moving over to the lower left-hand corner, you're going to see low reliability, low consistency players. These are players that in season long, you don't want anything to do with because they are going to be terrible for your fantasy team. So just stay away from those guys. And then finally, quadrant four is high consistency low reliability players. Uh, and, and that is in the upper left-hand corner. So those, those are the four quadrants. And, and we're going to talk about how players kind of fall into these quadrants and which ones are best for your fantasy team, depending on how, how you play. So um, now let's go back to how, you know, uh, these low volume passing teams versus uh, the run first teams, right? I, I'm sorry, low volume passing teams versus high volume passing teams. Um, the difference between the top passing offense, which last year was Atlanta, who had 684 pass attempts, and the lowest passing offense, which was Baltimore with only 440 pass attempts, has a huge impact on the receivers on those teams. Um, in season long, uh, I tend to avoid receivers from low volume passing teams. Um, last year, the five lowest volume passing teams were Washington, San Francisco, Minnesota, Tennessee, and Baltimore. Uh, now, all these teams had less than 500 pass attempts. And because of that, all their receivers had a low volume of targets. Um, and and as a result, their consistency tended to be lower. So if you look at the receivers on these teams, you have Stefan Diggs, who got 94 targets. Um, A.J. Brown, who got 84 Terry McLaurin got 93. Marquise Brown got 71. Um, Now, Diggs and, and, um, let's see here, Um, Diggs and McLaurin from Washington uh, did pretty good on consistency, but they were at a very low volume. Uh, But you have players like A.J. Brown who scored a 4 out of 10. Debo's and Hollywood scored a 3 out of 10. And you also had A.J. Brown who stole a good chunk of volume from Corey Davis. You know, in 2018, Corey Davis had 112 targets, but then A.J. Brown comes in, and then last year he only gets 69 targets. Well, what happened? Well, well, you see that a lot in these run-first teams is that they cannot support two wide receivers for fantasy. Um, uh, Same thing happened with Seattle. Now, Seattle wasn't quite as low as these guys, but they did only throw the ball 517 times, so they're on the very much the lower end of the spectrum. Um, and, and last season, Tyler Lockett, the first half of the year, the guy was on fire. He was playing at an extremely high level, generating tons of fantasy points. And then all of a sudden in the second half, he like virtually disappeared. And all of a sudden DK Metcalf took over and was just really, really good for the whole second half of the season. Their consistency ratings last year, Lockett scored a two, Metcalf scored a five, these are the kind of receivers on run-first teams that end up in that quadrant two. And again, if you're in season-long fantasy, you don't want that. 
when when you're when you're on the draft board, man, if you've got a choice between a, a low volume uh, receiver and a high volume receiver, take the high volume receiver. Take him because he's going to do better for you. You're going to be able to rely on him more than you will a guy coming from a low volume offense. Now, um, on the other hand, with these run first teams, I absolutely love to target the running backs. And I really like tight ends on these teams as well. Um, in, in many cases, the tight end will be the top receiver on a run first team. Uh, it's not always, but last year, you know, you had, um, well, you had Kittle and uh, you also had uh, Mark Andrews as tight ends um, on low volume passing teams that did very, very well. Um, and when you look at who the running backs are on these run first teams, they're all Great for fantasy. Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, Raheem Mostert, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram. All these guys were great. And they did very good with reliability uh, and consistency. Um, Henry and Ingram scored a 10 out of 10 on consistency. Cook and Carson got an 8. Mostert only scored a 4, but that's because he only came in midseason after Matt Breida got injured. But this year, He's the main guy. Brita isn't even there anymore. His uh, consistency should go up, and he will be heavily utilized. Um, so, at, like I said, as a general rule, if it's a if a run first team, man, I'm going to target the running backs and the tight ends on those kind of teams. And if it's a high volume passing team, I want the wide receivers. And, and that's just generally how I draft. Um, so, high volume passing teams are obviously better for receivers. Um, the fact that they will see uh, like a hundred plus additional pass attempts on that team, it immediately helps every receiver on that team achieve a higher volume of, of passes. And if you look at the passing volume on the five highest volume passing teams last year, um, it just blows the <laughs> it blows away those low volume uh, th- those run first receivers those run first. Uh, <laughs> Um, teams that have receivers. Uh, so like you've got Julio, you got 157 targets. Godwin, 131 targets. Evans, 137 targets. Cup, 126 targets. Woods, 127 targets. So they just just blow away those, the, those uh, run-first receivers. Um, so that's another reason to stay away from the run-first receivers. They're just not going to get a ton of volume, um, despite how efficient they may be or how many touchdowns they scored on that very low volume. That's a trap. Um, so just be careful of that. Now, you know, high volume does not guarantee, um, you know, it doesn't guarantee high consistency, right? Amari Cooper's an example, but last year also Evans and cup scored very poorly. They both scored two out of 10 on consistency, despite the fact that they got peppered with targets during the course of the season. So uh, again, they're boom bust type of players. Um, and, uh, and those are the kind of players that are going to end up in quadrant two not quadrant one. And, and you'll be able to, you know, you'll be able to see that when you're in my app because it lists the, the consistency scores next to all the players and it impacts the Vork score significantly, especially if they score poorly and they get negative Vork points, which offsets something else that's positive about that player. Um, it really helps lay it out so that you, when, when, when you're in draft mode and you're looking at that list of players, you've got like maybe 15 players to choose from uh, before your next pick. Uh, and all you need to do is just just look at the top of the list because they're all sorted by their Vork score. You take players off the top of the list. You ignore the players on the bottom of the list because they are terrible for your fantasy team. So 
Um, I also want to mention that even though Carolina was a high volume passing team last year, do not expect that to happen this year. I expect them to go to a very low volume passing offense with Teddy Bridgewater. So um, I do not, that's like another negative against DJ Moore and uh, Roddy, Robbie Anderson, excuse me, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel is. I don't think the volume is going to be nearly what it was last year. And that's also going to negatively impact uh, Christian McCaffrey, of course, who was the top receiver on that team. Um, so if we go back to those, if we go back to the charts again and look at the quadrants, basically, depending on what kind of league you're in, you're going to want to focus on players in different quadrants. Now, I've already said quadrant one, high reliability, high consistency players, that's for season-long fantasy. That's Those are the kind of players you want to focus on and get because um, those are the ones you're going to be able to rely on and trust during the, during the fantasy season. Uh, now, if you are in a daily fantasy league, Here's what I say, man. If you play your daily fantasy like you play your season-long fantasy, you're not going to win daily. You'll, you'll do okay. You'll win a little bit. But if you want to win, you need to start focusing on quadrants two and three, low-consistency players. And, of course, reliability doesn't even matter for daily fantasy. But you want the players that are going to boom or bust. You want the player that's going to get either two targets or 12 targets, and by taking the Taking him, you're going to hope he's, you're going to get him on a week that he does the 12 targets because that's that's what's going to win in daily fantasy. Is you want those inconsistent players to explode and have a huge uh, a Gonzo week. That's what I call them. I call them Gonzo weeks when they when they just go out of their mind. They're just playing so well. Um, but for daily fantasy, man, quadrants two and three. That's where you want to be with those players. Um, also, like best ball, uh, if, if you've never done a best ball league, basically the way it works is, is you just have a draft at the beginning of the season, and that's it. That's your team. you got to carry that team through the whole season. But uh, you, out of your roster, it'll take the highest scoring quarterback and the two highest running backs and the two highest wide receivers, and that's how you'll get your points. So with best ball, what I like to say is maybe get your anchor player from – from quadrant one, high reliability, high consistency player. But then everyone else should be quadrant two, you know, uh, uh, high reliability because you need these players to last the whole season, but low consistency. So that way, if, if you have like five wide receivers and they'll take the best two, you know, you keep your one anchor on there to kind of secure it. But then of those other four, you're hoping that just one of those other guys will have one of those boom weeks as opposed to a bust week. And that's how you're going to win your best ball game. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, um, so that's basically what it is, man. So, so like I said, my app is optimized for season long fantasy. Uh, really, it's not made for daily fantasy, and I would have to put in some adjustments to, for for best ball. But when you're in season long fantasy, again, focus on the quadrant on quadrant one, higher reliability, like medium or high reliability players with consistency ratings of five or better. And your team will be much, much stronger than someone who is going for, you know, these low volume receivers or, you know, the these very um, erratic players that, that are not consistent like Amari Cooper. Let other teams take those players because in season-long fantasy, the advantage goes to you by having the player that you can rely on 
in the game that he's going to be in the game plan regardless of how the team is actually doing on the field. So um, so that's it. So that's basically how it works. So so thank you very much for watching my my uh, my podcast today, and I hope it was uh, informative for you. And again, when you're in your leagues, when you're in your draft boards, the high reliability, high consistency players are the ones that you need to get on your team. And if you want to know who those players are, you need to go to my website, fantasyfootballmaverick.com and sign up, try my app out. You can try out a limited version of the app for free. And if you like it, you can subscribe for $9.95, unlock all the features of the app, all the different point schedules and player lists and everything. And uh, you can utilize it on all your leagues, but it's going to show you who the highest reliability and highest consistency players are um, based off of what happened last year. And it will absolutely help you draft uh, the strongest team possible for this fantasy season. So thank you very much for watching. Again, please like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. And if you have any questions about specific players or, you know, about these players that I mentioned, you know, what's my problem with Amari Cooper? I, I like Amari Cooper. I think he's a great talent but he's just not good for my season-long fantasy team. So I don't want him on my fantasy teams. (laughs) So um, that's it. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, I think what we're going to do this next week, we're going to do another mock draft, probably do a PPR mock draft. I just found out I've I've, uh, been signed up for an experts PPR league, and I'm just waiting to see what the... uh, uh, layout's going to be. It's going to be a slow draft, though, which is going to be nice. But uh, we can uh, do a PPR draft and kind of see, uh, you know, what are going to be the best players for that. How do they, how do they stack up? And uh, you know, utilizing my app in a live draft situation, so you guys can see how it works. Because, uh, like I said, it, it absolutely will make a difference on draft day and help you draft the best team possible to give you that strong start for the season. So, thank you very much for watching. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great weekend, and we will talk soon.